Hello, hello, and welcome. You're listening to Magnum Oops, the podcast where Sierra and Jad, I'm speaking about myself in the third person, get over it, <laughs> talk about things that interest us, and then improvise based on those things, and it gets really weird sometimes, but that's why you're here. We are also here with a special guest. They're my guests, but Jad, would you like to introduce them? <laughs> you just did the whole show in one sentence. I know. You're welcome. All You're right, welcome that's folks. a wrap. Well, yeah, let's DLDR. close it down. Good show, guys. <laughs> wow. Nailed it. <laughs> that's it. That's all we needed. All in one take. <laughs> Jad speaks about himself in the third person when forced to. Magnum Oops is a show where we talk about notorious stories, both personal and historical, and we do improv comedy that is made up on the spot throughout. Uh, we'll, we'll see where it takes us. And sometimes we record on Jad's back porch and we hear toads or other amphibious creatures in the background. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Kermit. Uh, we are doing something a little new this time. One, Sierra and I are, are together in the same in place. In the same place. Which is wild. And, and it's a beautiful early summer late spring night so we're outside the sun has gone down we may hear some insects we may hear some birds but it's just a lovely thing it's some nice ambiance you're yeah. welcome listeners oh we're, we're we're loaded with ambience <laughs> we're loaded with ambience we got ambience coming out of our ears <laughs> and you know who else has ambience coming out of their ears our special guest <laughs> Adam Infantino. Seamless. <laughs> totally seamless. Uh, what's up? Thanks thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys having me on the pod, the old cast. Um, what's happening? It's good. Thank you, Adam. Uh, we're really happy to see you here. You're here. To see you from, in our computer. From New York City. All the way from New York. Yeah. yeah. The Big Apple. Live in New York. It's Saturday. <laughs> Adam Live. Now, we didn't just pick someone at random. Adam happens to be an old-time friend of Sierra. Close personal friend of mine. Friend of the show. <laughs> Been with us since the beginning. <laughs> uh, tell us, guys, what what is your history together? Uh, Sierra, when did we meet? I distinctly remember middle school because I was because we were both in orchestra together. Oh, and yeah. this girl that we went to middle school with, I was talking to her and she was saying, oh, I think you and Adam would really get along. I feel like you would be friends or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I kind of know him. Um, but she asked you if you knew me and you were like, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Which is classic of me in school. <laughs> and so... <laughs> That's this girl, this terrible. yeah, this girl brings you up to me at my locker and is like, this is Sierra. And you're like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay. I know who you are. And the rest and, is history, uh, Jad. Yeah, from there, birthed yep. a beautiful friendship as you would expect. <laughs> Do you remember this moment, Adam? Not really, no. I feel bad <laughs> saying I don't, but but I was, I mean, like like most of us, I was a dumb person in middle school. <laughs> I, I didn't have my head on my shoulders. You know, I was a chicken running around with my head cut off. I do remember other distinct Sierra moments. Like, I definitely remember 
in seventh, eighth grade, me and Sierra, like laughing at each other from across the orchestra room. Yep. <laughs> when our orchestra teacher or other people in the orchestra would just do insane things because we had a lot of characters oh in the orchestra. Uh, Can we talk <laughs> about our orchestra teacher, please? Let's, let's please. <laughs> let's open it up. Open it up to the floor. Yeah. Well, I played the violin at that point in time. Adam is a musical genius. <laughs> in that he plays he plays very many instruments and i could only play the one just i never practiced (laughs) but yeah i played the violin i think you were playing bass oh i was a bass boy yeah big bass Bass boy (laughs) i don't know if we like do we want to say we won't say we'll say Ms. M, that was our orchestra teacher's name. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's in bad taste to like name drop. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say Ms. M was, uh, she was a character, quite a character. She would tell very weird jokes about like, if we would sort of mess up or like, oh, we need to work on such and such section. She would say like, now if you know, so-and-so does this. Don't be surprised if Miss M's baton goes flying through the air and his, I'm just kidding. Miss M. Right. Yeah. I do. I'm like, I'm forgetting what she did. And then now that you say, yeah, it's like she would definitely make references to murdering us. It was was playful. Like we liked it, I guess, but. Well, except for there was one time uh, another friend of mine, I don't know. We'll bleep out her name. I will say it once so that you know, Adam. (laughs) Ah. She and I both played the violin. We also, sorry, I'm taking up all of the space here, but this just brought a flood of memories, so I'm going with it. We have a long evening ahead of us. Roll with it, Sierra. (laughs) Thank you. Um, So this other friend of mine and me also took art class, and... I think we, so we had either just been in art class or had just been in the art room during lunch working on something. I'm not sure. But for whatever reason, we basically went from the art room to the orchestra room. And um, it was the beginning of class. Everybody was kind of sitting around talking, whatever. And (laughs) Ms. M, like the phone rings, she answers it. She puts the phone down and she screams. She's like, well, we'll call, we'll call her Alyssa. That's not her name, but that's her name. <laughs> and she was like, Sierra and Alyssa, like from across the room, was like livid. And we were like, oh my God, what? Like everybody was talking. What are you, what is this? What are you on about? And she takes us into the hallway and she's like, oh, well, the art teacher um, called to say that some people left like paints out in the art room. And, like you have to go clean it. And we were like, okay, we weren't even using the paints. I mean, we'll go and clean if you want us to. <laughs> and what, what like a petty thing for a teacher to call another teacher about. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know what that was about. You know, yeah, like, hey, send these kids back because they didn't clean up their mess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> whatever, sure. Yeah, a lot of teachers are like, Hey, fellow teacher, we both regard the students as nothing higher than slave labor. So why don't you just send yours, send your peons, your send your units back here. to me. I need some work done. 
<laughs> I need some manual labor completed. I could use a few bodies. <laughs> These windows could use a going over with some newspaper yeah. and Windex. Yeah. Make sure you clean out the brass instruments, please. I know you play strings, but come on. <laughs> These spit valves aren't draining themselves. <laughs> But yeah, we had uh, we had some good times in orchestra. That was that was the basis of uh, Sierra and Mai's friendship, the beginning of it rather. The the yes. strong foundation that held it together. <laughs> um, in the beginning, yeah. there was orchestra. Yeah, uh, and then you did track for a bit. I was a big track yes. boy as well. We had some mm-hmm. good track times. Then just like other music stuff, you know, Sierra and I did a couple of open mic nights at like RIT, the university there. Mm-hmm. Um, Are we saying the college well we already did i already okay. said where i was like yeah. from i whatever it's it's kind of a big college okay <laughs> so yeah that's where i went it's also publicly available information <laughs> it's gonna be on the yeah. sierra lutes wikipedia page eventually. Yes. <laughs> why bother concealing it let, let the people you know yeah, okay. it'll be like the early life and college tab <laughs> before podcast career. Yeah. And then, <laughs> that's the next Groundbreaking, drop down, revolutionary podcast <laughs> pioneer. Yeah. I want to hear about your very first time doing an open mic together. Mm. You're, Sierra, you're singing. Mm-hmm. Adam, you're on guitar? Guitar, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and for, the, for the listener, Adam just held his hand up to the camera <laughs> yeah. and made a plucking motion this with guitar. his fingers. So you know he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just wanted to let Jad know that I know <laughs> how to play guitar. Cause, cause and I, that was the simplest way. Honestly, <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I think what... Are you doing original songs? No. Well, one time, one time I did one of Adam's songs. <laughs> Wait, which one? Uh, Stop. Do you remember that? Oh, you're from, right. From the OG Motisi EP. Wow. Wow. First band, was... first high school band. Yeah. That uh-huh. was, that's fun. That's cool. There's a few different versions <laughs> of that floating around. I don't know if you knew that. So we recorded that. <laughs> me, me, me uh, Steve and John, the bandmates. Uh, and then I did an acoustic version at an open mic night at my university in college. Mm-hmm. And then we have your mm-hmm. version too. So that's like yes, three different, very there- unique. Do you have a recording of this, Adam? No, I don't think so. I have the the one of me from college. I don't think we have the one of Sierra mm-hmm. and I unless, yeah. unless uh, our friend Grace took a photo of it. Yeah, she took a photo, one photo. Um, No, this is what I just distinctly remember. She was recording and then there was a guy who was at the bar there who she just like started talking to and then stopped recording. I'm sorry, Grace. I love you very much. (laughs) Hey, you know, a girl's got to get it sometimes. Grace is fantastic. I've met her, but she has her priorities. (laughs) Um, I have probably some recordings from that i'm not sure which ones because yeah uh we mostly did pretty much exclusively covers do you remember what else we We, did what other songs we did yeah that's what i'm trying to think of arctic monkeys of course no buses oh we did that's such a fun song i forgot about yeah yeah i was just looking at jed because i (laughs) i told them about i'm two feet away you're two feet away (laughs) yes for that you know 
obviously for life reasons. Yes, I was looking at your face. <laughs> Which is usually what I have to do to get people to look at my face. You have to look first. Reciprocity. <laughs> no, because I mentioned Arctic Monkeys and I, because I mentioned wanting to have Adam on and we'll get into that. But I mentioned Arctic Monkeys and you had not heard of them. No. Which blew my mind <laughs> just because I feel like you're really into like indie music and Arctic Monkeys is like one of the most popular indie bands, I think, if that's a thing. Sure. Oh, I, I appreciate that. I take it as a compliment. <laughs> yes, but, I am definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> but what you have to remember is I was into indie music up until the point where uh, Mary pushed a nine pound <laughs> human out of her self. That's Jad's wife. Oh, yes. um, uh, okay. For your benefit, Adam. Yeah. And at that point, I'm like, is this like media. some indie band that you know, did some really <laughs> avant-garde? Yeah, their know. stage show is amazing. <laughs> but they only do it once every nine months. Yeah, but that was that was like too much for Jad. Yeah, that was like you know I loved everything they did up until this, but I'm just this is too much. I can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it for the artisticness of it, but I'm just I can't do this every every nine months. It's a little bit more. So, so basically once the third food hole comes into the household, your media consumption falls off a cliff. Yeah. And they that's probably fair. started hitting right about that time. I mean, I feel like I've heard the name, but I mm -hmm. I couldn't name you a song. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I yeah, I feel like you definitely you have to have heard one of their songs at some yeah. point. But in any case, yes. <laughs> okay, so you're doing Arctic Monkeys. Mm -hmm. You're doing... We did. Adam, we did. <laughs> Black Keys, I think? Probably, yeah. The trio of the Black Keys, Arctic Monkeys, Strokes was like the yeah, holy okay. triumvirate yeah, yeah, of yeah. bands. You know? <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, this was like Motisi's bread and butter. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, I don't know. And Which, for me and the listener, Motisi is a person. No, Motisi, Motisi is here. It's, it's your band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. It was. It was uh, the first band I was in with two mates from high school, Steve and John. We had a little trio going on, and we played uh, for like four years, give or take. You know, we played a couple grad parties. We played like shows in Rochester. Uh, nothing crazy, but just like fun little things to do. You know. Cool. And the band was called Motisi. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Do you want to tell the backs? Well, so so there's multiple layers to it, uh, but it's like a dumb word that our guitar player Steve made up. And then, but here's the twist. So John and I were in a band with this kid, Tom, prior to making Motisi. Uh, and then we like split off from him and made this band with our buddy Steve. And then he was all angry about that. And he didn't like that. Uh, so he would like send us angry text messages and everything. And he, and we're all good now. Like he's a homie, but, uh, cause we were in like, you know, 10th grade when this happened. Um, but Motisi spelled backwards is I see Tom. So sort of like, uh, you know, um, what's that thing you go into a bathroom and like write it on the mirror. From the shining red rum. Red <laughs> rum. Yeah. It's, it's sort of bloody Mary. It's like yeah. one of those. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's that idea. Yeah. You go into a bathroom and write, you go into a bathroom at a concert and write, I see Tom on the mirror three times and then he shows yeah. up. And... How long did it take Tom to realize <laughs> the meaning of the name? I don't know if he has yet. Maybe after, <laughs> if he ever hears this episode. Yes. Yeah. I'll send him the podcast <laughs> and be like, hey, some, 
deep cutting news I think you should hear. <laughs> Remember nine years ago when we were in a band? <laughs> well. <laughs> Let me tell you. Um, and I I wish that I had my Motisi shirt. They had t-shirts. Mm. I think it's Very still nice. at my, yeah, it's still at my parents' house, I think. But I, I think totally would have. Mine at my parents as well, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I totally would have worn it. Not that you, Adam, would be able to see it, nor would our listeners, but <laughs> it'd be a nice <laughs> in the general spirit. Yes. Yeah. One day I'm going to reunite with that shirt. Um, Cause I also remember me and another friend of ours who Jad, when we talked with grace, this is the person who we called Ohio just for context. Nice. <laughs> now I'm thinking about things. No one else is thinking about. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah, I'm not going to bring up that whole thing. Um, but I remember distinctly, we wanted to make t-shirts. Like we wanted to have a hand in designing the t-shirts. Yeah. We wanted it to be like a baseball tee. And we wanted to have like the logo on the front. And then on the back, it would be a pair of glasses. And it would say, I see Tom like in the lenses sorry that just came to my mind that's really good that's a that's a deep cut for the fans yeah like the day one fans really most people are scratching their head they're like is it a metaphor and we're like no it's actually the opposite we're being like really direct about this stupid thing super explicit yeah no that this will be in the biography that somebody else writes about your life yeah yeah well the bi- a biography is called i see tom the adam and fantino story oh, oh shit yes <laughs> yeah yes and the whole book you're like who's tom who's tom <laughs> don't tell you until the end yeah and then because then it's like the a answer <laughs> might surprise you <laughs> you have to keep reading <laughs> yeah so the opening scene of the book is that adam is in bed and he's dying and he's holding a snow globe in his hand and his last breathy words are i see tom and so the snow globe we cut there <laughs> okay i'm going for it go for it adam you can join if you want but i understand if you don't want to <laughs> continue i'm along for the ride Sir, sir, it's your loyal servant, uh, Jeeves. You appear to be dying on your deathbed, sir. Jeeves, just the guy I wanted to see. Will you hand me my snow globe? Well, there's a lot of snow globes over here. You've collected so many over the years of your massively successful music career. I understand the confusion. Yes. Um, I mean my specific, my favorite snow globe. Jeeves, you've been with me since the beginning. Well, let's see. Let, okay, okay. Yes, I will get this. I'll give you a hint. I see Tom. All right, all right. So there's the Tom Sawyer one from Rush. <laughs> there's Jeez. the Tom Jones one. <laughs> Autographed. That's a nice one. That is a nice one. It is. I don't have you, that much time. You never... <laughs> okay, just, just take your time dying. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, I see it. I see it over here. Wait, wait a minute. As I see it in the mirror, it seems to form a, a strange word, almost a made-up word. That's right, Chiefs. It is a made-up word. <laughs> oh, so there's nothing more significant to it than that. It's just a dumb made-up word. 
Jeeves, it means something to me personally. It was, the word was a gift from my late mother. She said, son, I want you on your deathbed to keep this globe with this abstract word with you till the end of your days. I want you to keep it on your deathbed so that you'll always remember what a kook your mother was. All right, all right. You're going to die soon. You don't have enough time to tell this full story. Here, let me... Uh, whoops! Oh, I, I dropped it already! <laughs> <laughs> and scene! <laughs> so, um, yep. I liked that. That was like that was a, fun. A, a bizarro world Citizen Kane. <laughs> you want to hear something? I just watched Citizen Kane for the first time like really? four days ago. Yeah. Oh, epic. Amazing. It was perfect what timing for this, yeah. Uh well, there's a lot of hype around it prior, you know, sure, um, and yeah. there's this there's this funny scene in The Simpsons that I had been replaying in my mm. head a, a zillion times before where like they're they're It's like, I don't know, season eight or nine or something. Classic Simpsons era. And like the family's taking a tour through, I think, like, a, you know, a movie museum or a wax museum. And uh, and Homer and Lisa walk past a framed walking they're, stick. They're at they're a, like, they're Planet Hollywood. Oh, okay. Thank you. I know yeah, this thank episode. You, yeah. And Homer is like, wow, the cane from Citizen Kane. And then Lisa's <laughs> like, wait a second. There wasn't a cane in Citizen Kane. <laughs> so that's all I knew about the movie going into the film that there that's wasn't a cane. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it delivered. Yeah. It's a good film. Yeah. There are a lot of Citizen Kane references in various Simpsons episodes. And totally. Adam and I can discuss this later Ad when nauseum. we hang out. Yeah. Oh my I've God. Like, <clears throat> I know. I've seen like three episodes of The Simpsons, and one of them was uh, the the one where they do the Raven, and it was in my yeah. seventh grade English class. Oh <laughs> yeah, nice. Treehouse of Horror. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I've got that going for me and that's it. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure Chad said this, so I don't need to be a repetition of this, but Sierra, you would totally love the Simpsons. Like it's right up your alley. And I didn't say that. I didn't want to be like the, you know, uh, Oh, you have to like everything I like. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. But, but it's only 10 seasons of quality TV. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's like 57 seasons or whatever at this point. Yeah, but the first are 10 you... are all that all that matter. I'll I'll argue even that up until season 17 or 18, it's still like mostly good episodes. Yeah, and then after that, I think it's like a drop off. I in the in the pandemic, I went through not all of it. I basically mm. went went until I couldn't. You know, went until I got bored and was like, ah, this kind of sucks. Um, and I made it to like got season it. 20, 21, and was like, all right, I'm not. I don't need this anymore. But Seasons one through like 15 are beautiful. This has been a great episode of Simpsons cast. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Simpsons podcast, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's the Simpsons recap. Yeah. The Springfield talk time. Yep. Springfield talk time. Give me a call. We'll talk. No big whoop. Cause Should I we... only know the best hits of old SNL. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about Adam's music for uh, once? Yes. Shall we Mine talk is... about the thing we came here to talk about? <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. What's yeah. uh? Okay. So should we start with the album? E well, I'll go. I'll go chronologically. All right. 
we've got 2020 adam's breakout album what a year (laughs) what a year for music what a year for music (laughs) what a year for looking at things what a year for looking at things 2020 vision nice and now we can see Tom perfectly. Yes. Oh God! Amazing. So- <laughs> Full circle on that one. Already callbacks, amazing. Yeah. No. Um. So, uh, Adam released an album called "A Hero's Journey" in the year of our Lord 2020. <laughs> Was a great hit on the indie boards, and by the indie boards, I mean uh, my personal listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is all that counts. So before we get into into it, into it, the like best and worst part of Spotify wrapped was me being mm. on my own top five. <laughs> <laughs> this is just like a really funny little thing, you know, obviously, like, I don't know. It's like this balance. I like wanted to listen to it and wanted, you know, but it was, it just felt silly. Yeah. <laughs> Shame are you in self-promotion are you in your yeah. own room listening to your own yeah. music pop in your own head yeah exactly stand up reference um a little beano <laughs> uh but yeah, yeah yeah so i started recording it barely before the pandemic i went into a studio and did two songs um shout out andy, andy calabrese in rochester new york but we it was myself my dad uh, the old bandmate Steve and John, and then our buddy Alex, and we went in and just like banged out these two songs in two days, uh, and they came out really good. Those are the two singles, "Finding His Way" and "What It Takes," and then I did the rest in Columbus, Ohio, in my apartment, and that was that was basically like like I'd sat on those two songs for a while, released them as singles. It's like January, February, uh, March hits. Like started doing a little bit more recording at home, and then the pandemic goes full circle, uh, and and we're just like at home 24 seven. So that's, that was like sort of my summer project. I had most of it done by the end of the summer and then it was just tweaking it. Um, and then it released in October, 2020. A perfect birthday present for me. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. I really, really liked it. Uh, you know, Sierra introduced me to the album and to your stuff and it deals with, I mean, I don't, I shouldn't be saying it, but you should be saying it. <laughs> well, you can say what you took away from it. Tell yeah. me what you death took the, away from it, yeah. Death of the author. That is our, not literal. It's <laughs> like a- right here. He's listening. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt like there was a lot of influence from video games. Totally. Yeah. Big time. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Heroes Quest. Um, I was hearing a lot of Legend of Zelda. Totally, totally, totally. Okay. Yeah, even, definitely. We'll, oh, sorry. Continue. I was just going to say, even in the first track- um finding it no i'm sorry here's quest here's journey here's journey here's journey yep i prepared um, <laughs> what, <laughs> is it just coincidental or am i hearing a bit of the legend of zelda theme uh well so there's definitely like that almost more like for lack of a better term like regal sort of mm-hmm. uh you know, you hear it in like '80s video games, um, sort of, sort of like prog rock too, almost like a little bit of Yes, that sort mm-hmm. of like you know '80s guitar that is sort of orchestral in the way that it's played. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was definitely going for that that sort of theme, you know, that Legend of Zelda, like looking out at an you know a, a big castle in the back in the in the distant background, and you're like, all right, cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna go save that. Right, and there's gonna <laughs> uh, be sub quests along the way and. Totally. Yeah. 
was yeah, feeling that. Um, totally. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. So, I mean, that was, uh, I didn't really say this before, but it, it definitely was like a, a concept album in that sense of sort of telling the ups and downs of a typical hero's journey. Uh, and I actually did a pretty fair amount of research in terms of uh, just looking at typical heroes journeys from literature, from films. Uh, you know, I found this fun graphic that basically had the typical mm, heroes mm-hmm. journey for, I think it's like eight or nine pop, pop culture um, heroes, like, you know, Harry Potter, the Lord yeah. of the Rings gang, like uh, all of those and sort of like the typical ups and downs, like the first thing, you know, like, I, I can't remember all the different technical things they said but it's you know it's like uh setting out on the quest like you know finding yourself in a cave sort of like digging yourself out of that you know uh there's definitely a song that i wanted i wrote very intentionally as sort of that power-up moment in you know mm-hmm. legend of zelda he gets the master sword and mario he gets like a mushroom like power up right uh mm-hmm. and that's a divine understanding that's sort of that halfway point where things sort of look bad but then it's like, okay, we, we turned this around. Now we're like a new a new person, a new level. We're, we're better than we were before. And then that's where the back half of the album sort of picks up. And it goes back to, you know, a little bit more up-tempo, a little bit more optimistic. And I was as I was listening, I feel like gamers would, would really love it. Probably, yeah. What have you found? Who has been the audience who has found this? Uh, well, you know, I work a lot with runners. That's my, that my, my <laughs> big boy job. Right. So, uh, the, the first two singles that came out are pretty up tempo, uh, especially finding his way. I think that's like 160 BPM or something, maybe 180. Uh, so it's definitely a good song to run to. So, I, uh, that's th- that song in particular has gotten relatively popular in, uh, like the running world. I'm, I'm trying to you know, it's, it's, it's on like a handful of more like uptempo running playlists, which is cool. Uh, and a couple of my pals who are like orange theory trainers use it as the, use it at, at the gym, which is cool. That's like fun. Uh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Uh, but, but what it takes is more of like a surf rock song. So, so Mm -hmm. I, I want that to be more of like a, you know, sort of like a, like a beach song, you know? Yeah. See what I wrote, which, what it takes, what it takes. Oh my God. You hit the nail on the head. I wrote very surfer mod 60s rock. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I'm going for. And that's sort of what I want. It's it's hard to tell with just one album, but that's sort of what I want the foundation of my sound to be is like this. You know, maybe I branch off and go into other subgenres or other sounds, but I always sort of want it to be a little surfy, a little bit like referenced in the Beach Boys and like Dick Dale mm-hmm. and those people. I, I think all that music is really fun and really, you know, can definitely be sad and and deep and heavy but it always has this like very sort of lighter feel to it mm-hmm. accessible yeah yeah very I accessible mean, very it accessible feels like summer music mm-hmm. totally totally yeah. yeah yeah and the note i made on finding his way was the bass drop oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah so yeah yeah i mean that's so much fun uh-huh. what's the story behind that yeah uh so i'd wrote i'd written most of that song uh in portland oregon when i was living there so uh it was like the beginning of 2019 before i'd moved back to the east and i just bought a keyboard um so i was just like messing around with it and came up with that cool basically the intro like prior to that how were you able to send emails (laughs) oh my god (laughs) uh i would i would put them on a usb and then i would tie that to a carrier pigeon. <laughs> now this is an adventure. And then an yeah. elite hacker would pick it up in a dark alley. Yeah. 
so anyway, I was using the keyboard, just messing around, found some cool sounds. Uh, and, and I'd written most of, like, Finding His Way was the perfect, I mean, it, like, at least in, in my eyes at the time, it, it was, like, the perfect, like, theme song for something like mm. this. Um, so the drop just sort of happened naturally. Like, I was, I was in the studio with my buds. I knew I wanted to do, like, a change-up. I knew I wanted it to be, like, fun and energetic. Uh, and it just sort of like built into it. Cause, uh, you know, Steve and John were, were bandmates. Um, and they, they sort of helped me in the studio, you know, we were sort of shooting ideas back and forth, uh, until we came up with something cool, but I, I knew going halftime would be fun. It would like slow things down, bring things back, uh, make you focus on the track a little bit more. If you, you know, I always try to make, I don't know if this, this comes out or not, but I always try to make the back half of my song just as interesting as the front half. I, I think mm -hmm. a lot of times, mm -hmm. <clears throat> Uh, it's easy to just like have a, a verse one, verse two, chorus, verse three, chorus, right? And verse two and three are basically the same. Like there's no distinguishable differences. Uh, and maybe you have a bridge, sure, right? Um, Sorry, are you okay? I don't know. Something just like dive bombed my face. I don't know if it was a bug or a leaf. Um, anyway, continue. <laughs> All right. We are um, outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the drop there was just sort of like a fun little breakup, like, you know, gets you, it gets you hype again too. There's like a big, you know, the drop in my eyes when I was recording that, like if I ever got to play that live, that would be like where I'm just oh. screaming into the microphone, you know, like, <laughs> or like banging on a, banging on a gong or something. Like, I think that'd be really <laughs> fun to just like, you know, hype everybody up. I, I love that. I love that. Yes. Yep. It, I think a couple, I don't remember which, I think, uh, finding his way, what it takes uh maybe even harder easier they're on a couple of my personal playlists i think i have a couple mm -hmm. of them on my like mood boosting playlist nice. um so you nailed it it is <laughs> thanks i yeah. love it <laughs> i'm glad if i haven't already told you which i'm sure i have plenty of times <laughs> that's fun i'm i appreciate that uh it's good to hear that too and like i don't know i go back and forth i think this is probably every creative person's process where you know, like some days I'll listen to it and I'll be like, dude, this is so good. Like, I love mm -hmm. that I made this. I spent so much time on it. And there's other times where I listen to this and I'm like, I hate every part of this song. Like, yep. I would never yep. do yep. this again. <laughs> uh, but that's part of it. That's just like part of, you know, growing as an artist and and learning what you like and don't like about your sounds, you know. Mm -hmm. Have you played these songs live? I mean, I guess it's been a challenge with with yeah. the time that they came out. Yeah. 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 Uh, not really. Now that I think of it, I, I have a couple musician friends in New York here that I'm trying to play with more. Uh, we've only had a couple jam sessions. We haven't. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> it's all you good. You live in the yeah, big that's... city life. Yeah. Uh, loud cars. Really every now and then. Um, in New York City. <laughs> I told you. I do. <laughs> I do. It's the real deal. Yeah. So unfortunately <laughs> haven't played any of this live yet. Now that I think of it. Yeah. Um, just like jammed on my guitar a little bit, but, uh, the plan is eventually places in New York here will open up and that's, that's sort of the plan is to play some of these songs and some album two, which we'll get to in a bit, uh, play those live. Okay. Yeah. Do we want to, did you have any other questions or comments? I have <laughs> a question about the song swimming. Hit me. So I noticed a really wild stereo effect on the electronic part. Yeah. And I'm not a musician, so I'm not going to, you know, know all the terms. I, I think yeah. notes are involved. Maybe notes <laughs> they are. are. They are. And I mean, I, what, what are they called? Instruments? <laughs> um, 
but is was I just making it up in my head or was there like a, a stereo like left to right, left to right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So definitely on on a couple of the instruments and then definitely the vocals, it like and that's that's a fun surf rock sound too, actually, that mm-hmm. you, you get mostly on guitar, that like panning reverb sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh but I thought it would be fun to do it on that one on the vocals. So on, on the intro vocals or on the on the verse vocals rather, uh where it's like, Where do I go? That it's like shooting back and forth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then I think on the chorus it like brings it more central again if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, that cool panning back and forth is, like I said, a, a sort of like a staple in surf rock. Um, mm-hmm. And you don't often hear it at a slower pace either. It's usually sort of like that, mm. you know, just like one guitar strum, like, wah, 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 you know? Yeah. Uh, so, so doing it on vocals, it's really cool to play around with those sounds. Yeah, it was, and I don't remember the order if this comes before or after cave rock, but it definitely... Like, it sounds like you are in a cave, which I yeah, really so liked ca- a lot. Cave rock is right before it. Yeah. So so that's okay, like, yeah. cave rock's probably the the very, I would say like, more or less in terms of the, the journey, the hero's journey, that's probably the bottom. That's like rock bottom. Mm-hmm. And then swimming mm-hmm. is sort of like, not necessarily worse, but not better, just sort of floating. Uh, yep. And then a divine understanding is like, oh, I've discovered this thing that mm-hmm. now, I, now I'm a better person because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which... I love because I don't mean to brag, but I've been at rock bottom dozens of times. <laughs> You're no stranger to the inside of a cave. Love we'll me say some that. caves. <laughs> yeah. Um, shall we move on to album two? No, not yet. Not I yet. Have one more question. Oh, you got more. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Oh, yeah. I would like to ask if the songs are about a person's quest or about a special someone in your life, or if it's a little bit of both, because <laughs> there's, I feel like a lot of the lyrics could be interpreted more than one way. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, no, a little bit of both. I mean, there's definitely an aspect to it that I'd, I'd broken up with my girlfriend in January of 2019, or I guess December of 2018. Um, Oh, good. I brought up a horrible memory. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. But I think so. So that was the catalyst to beginning writing the album. But, uh, you know, I think it's also about just like, at, so I'd, I'd broken up with my girlfriend and then I got a new job and moved to Ohio. Uh, so, so that whole year of 20, yeah, 2019, it was just like a very, a lot of stress up in the old dome. You know, um, and I think generally I do a good job at managing that. I, I think I'm relatively mentally stable, but uh, that's like a heavy burden. It was definitely a lot to handle for anybody. Um, everybody goes through it most of the time. Like everybody moves. Sometimes everybody breaks up with somebody. Right. But it was uh, it wasn't fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, yeah not, not a fan. Um, so so it was definitely like part, you know, writing about her, but also just like writing about getting better and like trying to not be 
controlled by the circumstances of what had happened in the past, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like building to be a better person and, and what that feels like. Um, so sometimes I was writing like with very, so that, that as like a, a vessel for writing was, was good and bad. I mean, some, you know, it was, it was helpful. It was definitely good to vent, you know, write music when I was sad or happy. And it was, it was definitely a great coping mechanism. Uh, but then sort of turning it back into the album, uh, there's a point where maybe I had, you know, eight of the 11 songs finished. So I'm like, okay, what, what does this song need to represent in this theme? Mm -hmm. You know, like maybe I, maybe I had a very heartfelt, you know, moment with this song, you know, uh, and that was, that was easy to write here, but now this feeling in the hero's journey, like I need to represent what it's going to be like at that point. Like, what does that feel like? Uh, so it's easy to write to in that aspect. And, and I think all of this I'd sort of felt going through it too. So maybe, maybe I wasn't feeling it at that moment when I was writing that song, but I could like capture like, Oh, I know mm -hmm. like what it felt to how it felt to, you know, have that power up moment. Like there's definitely a moment when I was in Oregon prior to me moving where I had this like really clear realization um, that felt like a power up. So that's where that song comes from. Yep. Yep. And that is, that is why I love it. You can tell that that like, emotion and personal work is there which i really connect to and i don't know i've just been nodding the entire time that you were talking <laughs> can confirm yeah nine of ten would recommend excellent <laughs> nodding <laughs> i do what i can <laughs> Yeah, the flip side of that, though, is like some of the more emotional lyrics that I have on album one, like now, mm. you know, three years later, I'm like, oh, that's so dumb. You know, not right. really. Like, I like the lyrics and I like that. You know what I mean? It's like, like I said, yeah. it's the balance. It's the balance, right? Right. Well, and, and it's like looking at like old journal entries, which you yeah, have done. I've seen on Instagram I I recently. Yeah. 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 So it's more so like judging, you know, 20 year old or not even 20. I was like 23, 23 year old me versus now yeah 26 year old me uh yep. you know 23 year old and 24 year old and 25 year old adam writing these songs and being like oh i'm mm -hmm. i'm a better person than i I'm, I'm a better person now than i was then not that yeah. that means you know the lyrics aren't corny or good or anything it's just <laughs> <laughs> okay well we talked about lyrics and there was one lyric that i had picked out okay i have oh. another personal favorite but you go first okay i've done a lot of things i wouldn't recommend It'd be plenty great if I could get some oxygen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did I yeah, get it yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my favorite lines. Okay. Yeah. Well, Just don't tell us anything about it. <laughs> open floor, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a, a good line. Yeah, great. Where we read your lyrics to you and you respond in no way whatsoever. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean honestly that that like is I'm not a troublemaker, you know, like me and Sierra hilariously probably got and well i can't speak for sierra but but i got into some of the biggest trouble like at sierra's house two years like a year or two ago <laughs> christmas that's like the you know what i mean like at, I, at age 24 yeah at age 24 i did like one of the dumbest things i've ever done uh but so so we weren't like you know sneaking off and doing drugs in high school or college or anything i mean maybe a little bit well, but not like no, well, in, in, in the yeah, house yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah in the house yeah yeah so so we're not like you know it's not like uh that line is implying um any broken laws uh i stand yeah. by the laws I've, I've broken uh, <laughs> just so we're clear yeah uh <laughs> no no it's more so like um i mean i think the most obvious 
interpretation of that. There's there's probably multiple things that I uh, could pull up, but the most obvious one is uh, like three separate times I put myself in long distance relationships and then it hasn't worked out. And every time I'm like, that was so dumb. Why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Right. And then I immediately like a year later fall for a girl that lives in another state, like across the country, you know? Um, yep. So, so that's a, uh, that is, like I said, the most obvious version of that. Uh, and then the oxygen is sort of a more like a, uh, a play on, I don't have, I, I mean, I've only had a couple panic attacks, but like, I, I, you know, a few of those where I just like, you know, couldn't, I didn't have my groundings. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's sort of what that's a reference to, you know, uh, and it plays in with the swimming, you know, it's like you're this underwater mm-hmm. journey where you're, you're holding your breath. You're sort of like floating along. Uh, and, and I think the song sort of like pushes you like a wave. That's sort of what I was going for, you know, yep. like brings me slowly to this end destination. Check. <laughs> Mate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So my favorite one, and I forget what song it is in. Cause I like, I listen to it like all the way through. Sometimes I'll listen to it multiple times in a row. All right. So as corny as those lyrics may be, I fucking love it so <laughs> thank you no there's some hard <laughs> lyrics in there like you say your thing but then i'll say my favorite lyric on the i think on the album okay um so my favorite is treat me like the devil and i'll show you my sin i was like that's that that's that one i like that one yeah. <laughs> yeah i know that one's that one's a hard yeah. hitter yeah I love that mm-hmm. one. It's like, and it's not even in a main verse. It's like two thirds of the way through the song. If you don't know it's there, yep. like it flies under yep. the radar. I think I remember like, <laughs> I sort of distinctly remember being in my apartment and I was like cleaning out the litter boxes or something. And I heard that and I was like, whoa, I like stopped. When I was <laughs> That's cool. I, st- I, appreciate I stopped that. and texted you. <laughs> That's funny. And then the cats were like, Hey, yeah. Hey, we, Excuse me. We still me. need a clean box here. <laughs> what's what's the BFD? <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> you know, yeah, that one's the ambience. <laughs> <laughs> that one's definitely uh, a favorite of mine. That song in general is is I don't I think I could have done a better job recording it, but I think the like the the structure of the song in terms of like mm-hmm. the music theory that goes into it and the build and like the different pieces of it. I really like the way that song turned out. I forget. Can you remind me which one it is? If you have it's it uh, the second to last track, it's alive. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So what I was going for there uh, is, is uh, a, a ton of bands do this, but the Arctic monkeys, um, mm-hmm. I apologize, Jad. You, you won't get this reference, um, but the Arctic oh. Monkeys on, the, on their first album, uh, and a lot, like I said, a lot of bands do this. Um, the whole album is, is banger after banger after banger, right? Yep. And obviously that's what I was going for on mine. But also, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also the, the last song on the album, A Certain Romance, is sort of this like hidden mm. gem. It's like four minutes long. It's, it's one of the longer songs on the album. Uh, and it's a masterpiece. I love it. I think another good example of this would be Only in Dreams by Weezer. Hell yeah. Not that that's like a, a sleeper song by any means, but it's not, it's not a hit, right? It's not like yep. a three minute radio track, right? So you have, mm-hmm. you have your radio tracks, you have your singles, right? And then, and then this like back deep cut song in the back end of the album. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. I was going for with the live. Like maybe this isn't going to be played on the radio. Maybe nobody will like really talk about it, but the people that do are going to like the song. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you have any like specific thing in mind when you wrote that line? Or is it just like a really good line? Because that's cool too. <laughs> I mean, it definitely. Uh, yeah, I'm not like trying to name names, but like, well, yeah, an- yeah. animosity to some people, you know, just like frustration. Yeah. I, that's sort of what. Uh, not the entire song, but I think that part of the song, yeah. like that second half, is is more like you know frustrations with communication. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. To me, I always kind of picture like, oh, <laughs> what? So you think I'm a piece of shit? All right, I'm gonna act like a piece of shit. Just like yeah, that's that's basically like, it. It's 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 like being pushed to the edge and then retaliating, yeah, and then almost being like, what did you expect? You know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I won't get into why I love that, but I love that. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think for the most part, I try to write generally more optimistic music. I don't try to write like sad boy lyrics or anything and, <laughs> and not like, I try not to write overly, I mean, I, I'll sneak some angst in. Don't, I mean, yeah, I'm you gotta sneak a little angst. Yeah, a little angst. Um, but I try not to be like too angry or anything. And that, that I think is like the one line that slipped through that I'm like, this is kind of yep. hard, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> yep, yep. It like slips back out. You're like, well, yeah. <laughs> maybe you noticed it. Maybe you didn't. Um, okay. <laughs> now that is all I had to say. <laughs> Let's do a quick scene. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, oh, would you like to join? <laughs> <laughs> We're two cats. Classic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. Can you believe the sound of that? <laughs> <laughs> that bizarre bird outside god i just want to like eat the hell out of it meow 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 like, meow, like meow meow for real right for for meow sake uh you know i wish that this meowing human would let us out of the mother meowing house <laughs> right <laughs> so we could cut some birds because pa- pa- there they go again Patches, you're not cutting any birds. You've been declawed. How many times do I have to tell you? How many no times, cutting is happening. How many times do I have to tell you I'm sensitive about that? <laughs> I may not have claws, but I have very sharp teeth. We got to figure out how human is, how we got to get human to clean this litter box. Because she listens to her music and then she gets halfway through cleaning the box. And then she's like, just, I hear her and she's like, Whoa, so deep. And then there's still peas and poos in the box. Listen, I think she's been getting into our catnip. What? You think that works on uh, her? I Maybe humans have an equivalent. I don't know. I'm thinking she's treating us so much like the devil mm. that we need to show her. Our, our buttholes. <laughs> yeah. Our butt, yeah. That's you know, fun I'm fact. Going. That was the original line. Uh, well, it didn't. Well, her boyfriend just walked into the into the apartment and starts talking about an original line. What? Oh, he brought that bird inside. I knew they were not meant for each other. She's a cat person. He's a bird person. It's not going to work. A literal bird person. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I've lost it. <laughs> Mittens. If I go, 
I mean, go as and die, as and lose all night of my lives. Mm-hmm. Well, he promised me to go out there in the world and get that meowing bird. Absolutely not. No way. <sighs> not happening. I do not care if you die. Mittens. All I care about is that litter box. <laughs> All right, fine. Whatever. I was trying to have a sentimental moment. I thought like, we're brothers, you know, we snuggle all the time, but I can't tell you, you know, what I want to be done with my, my last rites. That's very sweet, but you are utterly meaningless to me. Wow. All right. All right. I mean, unless you think you can get that catnip, because that's the only other thing I care about. Mm. Well, all right. First things first. What I think we do, I think we just take a shit right here on the floor. Oh, you, I think you will have done a lot of things you wouldn't recommend. (laughs) (laughs) And based on how stinky your poos are, it's going to be great if I could get some oxygen. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know, Mittens, lucky for you, I'm alive. All right, I'm not dead. So you don't have to worry about what happens. Oh, shit. I, I thought the boyfriend had left. But that bird he's, is still here. <laughs> hey, babe, your cat's shit all over the carpet. <laughs> the jig is up. They, they just keep meowing at each other. I don't know what's going on. He's a genius. He saw through our plan. This this is what uh, she, being the girlfriend, is hearing. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. <laughs> oh, my God. Did my cat just laugh? <laughs> there it was again. Babe. Babe. Did you lace? Did you lace the tea? I actually took a ton of catnip before I came over. I'm, I'm super high out of my... I don't know. Are you a bird person or are you a human person? I can't tell. I can't believe you would have to ask me that after five years of harmonious dating life. So you don't know. Friggin' catnip went. (laughs) And see. Yeah, we're done. I'm done. (laughs) Okay. When you said that was the original line, and I am hearing in my head Treat me like the devil, and I'll show you my butthole. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Now I want to take a total detour based off. It doesn't have to do with buttholes, don't worry. Well, I mean, no, it doesn't. So Go off, girl. Go off. <laughs> so, um, Adam, you remember youth group. I do. Um, and the whole spiel that we would have to say while we were holding our Bibles before the... Oh, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> um... This is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. I can do what do. it says I can do. I boldly confess that this I is the word of God. I boldly confess that this is the word of God. That I've been taught, taught, taught the word of God. <laughs> something, something. I will never be the same. But I'm about to receive. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what my my eyes are open. My heart is. Did I already say that? My heart, my heart is receptive. I'm about to receive. I'm about, about to, to receive. receive. What am I about to receive? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, and then he would, he would say his... Uh, holy magnificent blah 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 a bunch of adjectives and then he would point at someone and then the person would have to say Jesus name (laughs) but there would always be an awkward pause it'd be like (laughs) and whose name Lauren 
Jesus, Jesus name. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that related to treat me like the devil and I'll show you my butthole. (laughs) Because there was one one... of the same. (laughs) Well, there was a meme that I saw or something about, it was like what cats do when their owners are upset. And it's like, Oh, here's my butthole. (laughs) Cause that's how cats show affection. Because they're beautiful creatures. Um, beautiful psychos. <laughs> I, I mean, that's how that's how I show affection. <laughs> is that is that different for you guys? <laughs> I wasn't aware there was another way. No, yeah, but uh, just, yeah. So hey, in, in my ha- mind, happy happy birthday. You know, I just wanted, <laughs> <laughs> go Did, off, Adam. Go off. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you? I didn't have a lot of money to buy you a gift, so yeah, I need so I, so I wanted to show you my butthole instead. <laughs> Happy 101st birthday, Grandma. <laughs> Whew. You got me snort laughing now, so... <laughs> Anyway, this is my butthole. I have what it says I have. Let's continue. (laughs) We're breathing. We're centering. We're getting some oxygen. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. Epic. Okay. So now (laughs) uh, in the Adam Infantino discography, we go where? In the Adam Infantino cinematic universe. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We go to the Zack Snyder cut of... A hero's journey. <laughs> Four hours. Yeah, it's it's actually a nine hour twelve LP set. <laughs> but it really just rounds out the project, you know, fills a lot of the gaps that I felt it was necessary. Uh no, so the you next know, it's a album lot darker than the original cut. I'm sorry, yeah. I was just kept going. <laughs> it's I'm also releasing it in mono, uh, not stereo. <laughs> <laughs> just just for fun you know well uh, we live in a society yeah we we do we, be living in a society we do we live in a society uh so <laughs> album two is uh still working on the name actually tentatively named yeah um so i'll let you know i'll let you know when i have updates on that but that okay, should be just, coming out just brainstorm some album title suggestions oh god here coming go. from jad here we go okay <laughs> We live in a society of buttholes. <laughs> we live in a society of buttholes. Love it. That's a great one. And I'm done. Are we? <laughs> that's it. That's the list. I think we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a complete list. That's my brainstorming session. <laughs> it's just a quick cold front. That's the storm. And then it's done. Class dismissed. guys. <laughs> See, the, the problem, with, I mean, not the problem. You just got to get it down to a good acronym. So like, wait, mm. what did you say it was? W L A S O B. We live in a society of buttholes. I think I missed a letter. Eliasab. Yeah. Eliasab. Eliasab. And if you say it backwards. What was your first band name again? What was it? Motisi. Motisi Eliasab. You got to have a song called that. Oh. Like a B side. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be in the anthology. name for an instrumental. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, listen, no, it's, I, it's, I, I can't do it. It's too late. But but you'll you'll be able to do it because uh, you're smarter. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta write it down. Okay. 
Yeah. Good idea to capture that now, Sierra, because none of yeah. this is being recorded nope. in any way. Oh, I know. <laughs> For my own personal sanity. <laughs> uh, but yeah, album two. Um, <laughs> working on the name still, but the tracks are all done. They're all recorded, which is fun. I'm working with my producer buddy. Uh, right now, we're just honing in the sound and everything. He's he's a total G behind the mixing board. Uh but we're just working on getting it closer to like the sound that we're, you know, the sound that we're going for is sort of like that. Well, what I'm going for now on this one is a little bit more garage rock, a little bit more lo-fi, uh, which mm-hmm. is tough because he's really good at mixing and making things sound really good. So I have to sort of be <laughs> like, no, I need this to sound shittier. You, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. Uh, I mean, obviously like I want it to sound good, but I need it to, like, I need it to be, you know, like over distorted. Like I need it. To, there needs to be clipping. Like, and that's just like so painful for him. It's like you know, uh, um, blasphemous for him to you know yeah. n- not have it sound like crisp and perfect and everything. But obviously, we'll find a middle ground. That's uh, that's the process we're at right now. Uh, but the demos, the demos are out. Uh, those are on just SoundCloud right now. Um, out for the fans. Um, yes, we are. They are. Yes. I listened to some of those. Yep. Yeah. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. I really like mm-hmm. where album two's headed at. I think it's a closer build to like the sound that I want to have as a musician, which of course with any mm-hmm. band is like a collection of their albums. Um, hopefully I'll have, you know, like a large catalog at the end of the day, but uh, right now we're just plugging away on the second guy. Very cool. Damn straight. Do you have things to say about this? Because I go ahead. <laughs> not really all okay. of my notes were on um the the first album so okay yeah okay i mean i am very honored to have been i think one of the first people to hear some of these songs um, oh yeah so yeah yeah indeed, i was sending you demos throughout the whole time demos of the demos <laughs> yes. um so i feel very special i think in your grammy acceptance speech you don't have to mention me, but at least think of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, so, so also with album two is a little bit more conceptual in the way I recorded it. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. weren't home in, uh, in Rochester. That's that's where I'm from. That's where me and Sierra are from, right? Uh, they are snowbirds. They go down to Florida. So I went up to Rochester for Christmas this past, like you know, six months ago, um, and was home alone. And I just moved to New York City, too. So I didn't really feel comfortable uh, going out and seeing friends yet. I wanted to, like, quarantine a little bit. I didn't want to, like, just pop around town yet. You know, vaccines weren't really a thing yet. Everybody's yeah. still sort of hyper-pandemic-y. Uh, so I, I went to the grocery store, stocked up on groceries, and didn't leave the house for, like, like nine days straight. Mm-hmm. I would wake up, you know, make some coffee, maybe do a workout or something, maybe watch some cartoons. But then essentially from 10 a.m. until, like, I don't know. 10 p.m. Uh, pretty much every day for like a week, I was just writing and recording songs uh, alone in the house, which is really cool. I had a drum set in the living room. I had like a keyboard and three guitars and a bass and everything just like splayed out. I had all the space in the world. Uh, and I just sort of wrote, <clears throat> I had a ton of like half ideas on my voice memos and like a ton of jams that I was sort of grooving on. Uh, but I just like ripped on these recordings for as long as I could. Uh and a lot of it came out like really, really good. I'm really stoked on the songs. Um, I think because it's not a concept album, uh, it gave me a little bit more freedom to just like write 
whatever I wanted to, or have songs be a little bit like sillier than the Mm -hmm. first album. The first album, I think I was, I don't say overly ambitious, but I was definitely ambitious in what I was trying to go for. Uh, And I think as a result of that, I I really wanted it to be like perfect and have all these specific sounds and like be built a specific Mm -hmm. way. Uh, Whereas album two, it's just sort of like fun songs and fun lyrics and, you know, uh, a little bit more like loosey goosey in the structure. Yep. Listening to you describe being so productive in quarantine (laughs) times, honestly, pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so much <laughs> no I, I'm, I'm joking I, I think that's fantastic and I'm I'm jealous of, <laughs> yeah do that while you can <laughs> yeah I mean well now we're sort of on the tail end of it at least in New York City like things are opening up here a lot of people are back uh, which is a double-edged sword I feel like it's obviously beautiful I love socializing people that would never trade that back uh, and I am very eager to go to another concert but yeah. I feel like I won't have that much uninterrupted time to record music for a very long Mm -hmm. time but it is what it is um i don't even know like what to say about album two other than and i told you this when i'm listening to it i can't help but like dance around like move around which is the highest compliment i can give (laughs) thank you yeah, I, I mean, I wanted it to be like fun. I wanted to get you moving. I'm really, really stoked about uh, Rocket Ship Blitz. That's that. It's sort of yes. like punk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Song, you know, mm-hmm. uh, about mm-hmm. going to space. I think that that song, I was so jazzed when I was writing it. Like when it came out, yeah, I was just like more and more excited every time I added a layer and like it just kept sounding really good. So I'm really, really stoked on that. Yeah, I think all the songs, like, I mean, sort of like I said, they're a little bit more fun. Um, no, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I It's apples to oranges comparing album one to album two, but, but they are just like, yeah, they like get you to bob your head. They like get you to move. That's the idea. How do you, Adam, as an artist, know when a song is done? You know, um, I wish I could tell you it's sort of a gut feeling thing. <laughs> like I, I personally have all these sort of like check boxes that I go through just based off of my orchestral training and jazz training and music theory training. I, I took a lot. Of, I was like a music minor in college. I took a lot of music theory and, and I was in like all the jazz bands and orchestras and wind ensembles and everything for a ton of different instruments. Um, and, and I'm just like a, a student of music. Uh, you know, I, I uh, really try to listen to the the structure of songs when I'm listening to a new band or a favorite band or something or like the way they wrote it or why they wrote things a certain way. So um, I think with any song, I'm just sort of, does for for me i was sort of getting at this earlier uh does every part of this song feel complete that's sort of the way i go at it mm. first i think uh you know you have like your basic build you have like you know verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus right and and that's okay uh and maybe that's how you build the song um but then like i said before like does verse does does the second chorus feel necessary and if it doesn't mm. why is it there or or what do i need to add to it you know, like, does it need another instrument? It doesn't need arpeggiating, you know, piano notes on the top or a synth or, you know, uh, does the bass line need to pick it up here? Do the drums need to be heavier? You know, uh, so, so I'll go through all those things and sort of workshop it. Like I said, just sort of off gut feeling based off of what I think it needs. Um, and then once I get to that point where every section, every piece, like the intro, the first verse, the second verse, the chorus, once all those feel complete, uh, then it's sort of like the transitions in between them. And that's that's relatively easy. Uh, and then that's probably where I'll 
where I'll like clock out. Excellent. I feel like I can write a song now. <laughs> I'll, I'll just, <laughs> it's that easy. Yeah, just do that. It's really simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 flip flop to that, the alternative to that is like uh on Cave Rock on album one. I uh I think I was I had to pull back on that a little. Like there was I think at the end when I had originally it was like adding layers to it, there was just too much going on at the end where like mm-hmm. the synths drop in and the guitars drop in and the vocals come in and everything's sort of a uh, and I and the end result that it's at now I think came out really good. But uh there are times where I'll add like one too many, you know, synth things or one too many guitar licks and then it's sort of like you know, why is that there? What's that doing? Like, does it distract from the vocals or does it distract mm. from another instrument? You know, so it's all at the end of the day, it's just all about an intentionality and like what, what, e- what, e- in, eh, what each instrument and what each section of the song is doing. Yep. I, <laughs> I mean, I have like no training <laughs> musically other than middle school violin. Um, but what well, you, you have sang with Adam? Yeah. So how did you learn to sing? I just liked it. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, like, as a kid, I went to a private Christian school, like kindergarten through fourth grade, and everybody did chorus. That was just like a thing. Um, and I think I did chorus in middle school as well, but it was kind of like, I didn't like the like sight reading seemed too daunting. I was like, Nope, I'm out. It's <laughs> like, what, what I have to learn how to read notes now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I didn't do that like in school very much, but I like, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you would call me like a latchkey kid. <laughs> I would get home after school and I would have to, it was like me and my brother and I would be just like, at home doing my homework or whatever but i would be i would sing all the time just like to myself just because i've always liked it i hated having my parents listen to it (laughs) (laughs) as like a lot of kids probably and yeah i don't know it's always just like been something i've liked so if you had the opportunity to go to new york city let's say and adam was playing a um now, this is an insider musical term that I happen to know. If Adam was playing a gig. <laughs> do you feel like for those who up? don't know? Oh, slow down, Jed, slow down. For the uninitiated. For the, yeah, for those who don't know, that's a musical performance that I get paid for a job. I knew Continue. that. Wow. Jad knew that though, yeah. <laughs> Just letting everyone know, I knew that. Uh, I, do you feel like you could just go and get up on stage with him? Uh, like a couple of rehearsals and then boom? Yeah. Okay, well, the gauntlet is um, thrown. Yeah, down, Jad Adam. has invited me for you, so you're welcome. <laughs> well, there it is. There it now, is. If you don't do this, Adam, you're the jerk face. <laughs> <laughs> you're right, yeah. Well, come on to New York. Once we're playing shows, I'll, I'll let you jump on stage. I'd love that. That'd be fun. I, as would I. I also wanted to share a little, another like tidbit relating to me liking to sing and Motisi like going to their shows. So, I mean, I never like, at the, I never like got up on stage or tried to sing with them or anything. I took notes. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to use them. Sorry, I got distracted. (laughs) 
That's my fault. I apologize. So, I mean, you guys had a, a typical set list, right? Of before yeah. you had yeah. any. Well, no, you like typically had a set list, and there were certain songs like that I knew you would play, like "Fake Tales of San Francisco" by Easy. the Arctic Monkeys. Easy, um, take you home. I mean. I still sometimes Another. I'm like, I wish I wish that I could hear the Motisi cover of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish we had recorded that a little bit more. We didn't record shit. <laughs> yeah. There there were some recordings, I feel like, later on. But anyway, so certain songs that I knew you would play, like I said, I like to sing. And so I would this is the dorkiest thing that I'm admitting to all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So like if when I knew you guys would be having a show, I or like beforehand, I would prep myself. I would literally I would go on YouTube to the lyrics videos nice. and I would like teach myself the song. You got to know you got to be ready for the show. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to be able to sing along. That was like part of it for me. <laughs> and it would it was like if I like wasn't getting a certain part of it like i would go back and like do a portion of the song again <laughs> for yeah. no you can't have just for my i was gonna say you can't have fans at the show calling you out for being a fake fan sierra could not have that <laughs> our Absolutely fans are brutal. we have not. a toxic fan base yeah so tc <laughs> had a toxic it was terrible you did not want to get caught in the middle of a, a debacle of an altercation at a motisi concert it was brutal so you got to be prepared. You got to study up before the show. You do. I needed to. I mean, that's what makes music fun. Homework. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, okay, if I want to have fun, I got to put in the work now. Um, so yeah, now you all know what a dweeb I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun i probably did the same thing to remember the lyrics in all honesty well sure but you are actually going to be singing it i was literally just going yeah, to be there right. to watch <laughs> now do yeah. you think you were doing it for the benefit of the people around you no because <laughs> i feel like sometimes there are people in the audience who are like trying to draw attention to themselves like i know all the words i'm just like looking around like yeah, I'm singing. Are you singing? I didn't <laughs> yeah. think so. Like, you haven't been around since day one like I have. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sierra had been in the basement, too. She had, like, seen... It's true. The, the I, real... The humble beginnings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the basement shows, the backyard shows, the... Yeah. I think you guys did uh, New Year's Eve one time. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was sweet. Because um, you you played it was either the vines or the hives. I get them confused because they're very similar names. <laughs> and vines can give you hives. We played. Wow. We played. Full we circle. played both of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember which particular song, but I like. I remembered. Well, all right. Full disclosure for context. <laughs> I did. My high school sweetheart happened to be. I was going to say, band. yeah, not to not to bring up an old flame, but Sierra <laughs> dated a member of Motisi. Yeah, she was a full blown groupie. groupie. Oh, wait, I know this term. Yeah, groupie. 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 Wow. groupie. Yeah, yeah, nailed so it. Quick. Yeah. So quick, this one. 
Yeah. Yeah, Sierra's really entangled with my my musical past, yeah. You, you can't spell Motisi without Sierra. Yeah. No, I that was actually our letters you literally wrote down. And it's you're so wrong. That was our that was our second t-shirt. It didn't sell as well. Nobody got it. That's fair. It's kind yeah, of I'm just sitting on a box of those. If you guys um, want one, I can ship you one. I still got you can shoot one of them. One t-shirt. Thank you. Yeah, no, the biggest one that you have, so we can both wear it. We'll, we'll cut it down, like section it. I'll wear the back. Like King Solomon. You wear the front. <laughs> Unless you want the back, I mean, I don't. I don't want to presume. If I could, if I could take the legs, I'll take. What about the like legs. top half, you bottom get the half, top part? Yeah, that's what I was just trying to. I was just doing John Mulaney. <laughs> <laughs> so you get a crop top, and I get a tube <laughs> top just, that goes over my belly button. You get a belt. You get <laughs> yeah. a cummerbund. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, sorry. To finish my thought, the reason that I remembered. The high, the hinds. Fifty-seven memories. <laughs> the hives or the vines is because I remember Steve saying whichever song it was, and was like, he just was channeling this like punk energy that I had not seen before, and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that musical taste can still be heard in my playlist today. <laughs> We love punk music. We love punks. I wish I was more of a punk. I'm not a punk. <laughs> I want to wear like sleeveless shirts. Well, do you want to be like the classic, you know, studs and jean jackets mm. punk? Or do you want to, because you can be a punk of anything. You could be like a 60s surfer mm. punk. If you take it to, the, if you take anything to the nth degree, in in my opinion. Okay, what's a 60s surfer punk? How do, I, how do I emulate that? Well, you have to dress like Jan and or Dean. Um, Sorry, have, what, what? Jan and Dean? You were both talking at the same time. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, we'll take it back. So 60s surfer punk. Right. What is that? It means doing 60s surfer style and lifestyle like all the way to the nth degree. You have to have a... This is going to be really hard in New York City. <laughs> you have to well, have a, a, a woody station wagon mm. so you can keep your surfboard on top. Ah, yes. Classic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you have to have your best girl who has a beehive haircut. This Ashley. is what I'm thinking. Yep. Adam, this uh, this is your <laughs> wheelhouse. You jump in anytime here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say probably like a, like a red bathing suit like very not necessarily a speedo i don't think mm. that like i think i think for women it'd be more like polka dots but men it would be just like uh -huh. like a, a lot of bright red clothes in general like a red car red polos red yeah. sweaters i don't know why the 60s they liked red but red, red was the color yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. well they're all yeah. lifeguards they were yes. the ideal the cindy peppercorns of the day exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> totally maybe like slick back my hair i don't know i guess yeah. that that might be mm -hmm. a lot of pomade yep yeah a lot of pomade yeah basically just look at alex turner <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally yeah i can almost pull Ooh. this back it's not there yet but 
I mean, with uh, the right product, you probably... <laughs> yeah. Need yeah. like a headband. Yep. Absolutely. I'm. Well, I feel like you just posted something on like your Instagram story where it was a comparison between you and Will Ferrell and Semi Pro. Yeah. For our <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing like a basketball jersey and short shorts, and my buddy did that. Uh, yeah, it's silly. I mean, I was more. But it's so cool. Just the hair's the hair. yeah. The hair's getting big. Yeah, the hair's we're we're full. Full go on the hair. Yeah, Adam has an impressive coiffure. <laughs> Adam, you took French. <laughs> I did. I don't know what that means. Is that hair? Is that? God, I hope well, so. Like coif, hairstyle. <laughs> Look, I know band terms like merch and gig. I don't know French. I'm not a French guy. Yeah, I'm more of a music guy. <laughs> That's a perfect transition into French music. Uh, Sierra and I got really into like early 60s, 70s French music for a Yes, because okay. after we fun. saw A Simple Favor. Yeah. Um, when I was visiting you in Portland. Good times. Yes. They had a lot, of, the soundtrack was a lot of um, like French mm-hmm. sort of poppy music. Like sort of like um, the Beatles, but French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like early Beatles, that is. Yeah, like Beatles boy band, you know, like early 60s. But it's French people, so it's fun and different. Yep. <laughs> and also, uh, my friend Michelle, you've met Michelle, mm-hmm. Jad. Um, she introduced me to some more like contemporary French artists. I want to say her name is Claire Lefou? Lufa. <laughs> um, yeah, but she has sort of right. a similar style. Anyway, I have a whole French playlist. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Dear listener, some music suggestions. Yeah. Go, go listen to Adam's stuff and then go yes. find your own French stuff. Also, real talk. I was thinking of like, we do like almost nothing with our social media. This is true. Um, so if anybody would like, I don't know, we can post what we're listening to. I feel like we talk a lot about music. Yeah. So playlists what we're listening to if literally anybody cares they might not it's fun check it out if you want (laughs) that's it that's yeah all right to say this has been so much fun adam thank you for taking the time we're gonna post links to your stuff Mm -hmm. on spotify soundcloud i don't know deal with it we'll figure it all out we're gonna promote the shit out of you man (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh thanks for having me on this is a blast always love talking about you know the albums the music really stoked for the new music to come out uh so for you guys to listen to it uh but thanks for having me on the show really appreciate the time this is fun talking to you both and yeah. when you get to a point where you're ready to drop another album we'll have you on again yes cool yeah like i said that should be by the end of the year so yeah we can just make make this like a every six months i'll pop on we'll talk about the new music i'll buy a new album every six months (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna keep up with ty seagal (laughs) dude really yeah or like i I mean i I meant to bring him up earlier uh we never really talked about influences i meant to i meant to oh yeah that was a question real quick for sure Real quick, last one. So, so Strokes, Arctic Monkeys, Black Keys, right? That's a trio. Uh, recently, though, it's been King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. They're more like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to say exclusively psychedelic. They have some metal stuff. They have some softer stuff. But uh, but they talk about pumping out albums. They have mm-hmm. going on 20 studio albums, yeah. uh, which is insane. And yeah. and that sort of that energy, not to go up on a whole rant, we'll wrap it up. But, but seeing them 
be able to push out music, I think gave me more, um, I don't want to say confidence, but um, made me lessen the the like burden of dropping an album. Mm, like I think for yeah. so long, like I'd, I'd, I'd built the expectation that, you know, like, like, for example, the Strokes and the Arctic Monkeys, they dropped, you know, like three albums within like five years. And the first three were like amazing. And then and then like, you know, it's sort of different for every band. Uh, they take some ups and downs. But but I still think um, when people like think of the Arctic Monkeys, they think of their like first two albums. When people think of the Strokes. They think of their first two albums because in all fairness, those two albums are like amazing. Right. Not to say yeah. that the other music isn't good. Like there's still great music by both those bands uh later in their careers but uh they're really like influential i feel like totally totally yeah so so but then looking at king gizzard you know they've just been putting out so much music for so long that it's like it's not maybe like their first three albums aren't like the core of king gizzard it's it's like this whole giant catalog is is like their sound it's a collection of their sound uh and i think putting out obviously this is harder for every musician but putting out more Mm -hmm. music like this sounds bad, but it's actually good. It, it makes each piece a little bit less valuable for lack of a better term, but then well, collectively less pressure on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think together your collection becomes more than the sum of its parts mm-hmm. uh, when it's more than like four albums uh, versus having like, like five albums total. And then each one of those has to be really significant if that's like a 10 year career. So the long, the long winded answer yeah, the, the long-winded point of that is that uh, King Gizzard's a big influence, and I think they let me... Listening to their music allowed me to write the second album, where like it's a little bit more fun, it doesn't have to like mean anything. I mean, there's definitely themes and metaphors in there, but it's it's uh, it can just be like fun music that I liked writing, that I liked listening to, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Keep it coming. <laughs> Thanks, that's a wrap. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be back in six months with album two. And then uh, at some point in 2022, you know, maybe end of summer, maybe next summer, hopefully next summer, I'll, I'll come back on the show uh, with album three. We'll see. Awesome. Aw, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. We have been Magnum Oops. I'm Jad. I'm Sierra. And you can catch us online on our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and a Facebook page. And our handle is Magnum Oops Pod. Email us magnamoopspod at gmail.com and tell us what you love. (laughs) Only what you love. Only what you love. (laughs) We're very, very sensitive. (laughs) And we'll use that as inspiration for uh, new topics. Mm -hmm. Please. Without further ado, Adam, thanks once again. I will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. And as we always say, at the end of every episode, at the end of every episode, as we always say, treat me like the devil and I'll show you my butthole. (laughs) <laughs> Cue the theme music. Good night, everybody. <laughs> 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 <laughs>